Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. Keith Andrew. Good evening, sir. I doff my hat to you. How are things? Things are things, man. Things are great. I just got off a really good talk and I had a lot of fun and I learned some stuff about 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 philosophy and spirituality <laughs> that I didn't know before, which was actually kind of interesting. And I, I talked to a really cool kid. Uh, and I, I say kid because everybody's a kid to me today because everybody's an avatar that looks young, but they could be older than me <laughs> or the same age. Um, but well, his name was Comfort Free. Shout out to Comfort Free. He was a great conversation. I learned a lot of stuff. How have you been doing? I saw you were on earlier. I got a I got a random phone call from you, and I was like, "It's too early. I'm not quite ready. My pants aren't even." I on don't yet. know what was happening. Stereo was glitching all over the place. Apparently, somebody else said they got a phone call from me. I was trying to jump back onto a chat that I was having when the glitch threw us off. So I don't know what was happening. To be honest ah. with you. Oh, it's so no I problem. I, I was like, I was like, fun. I was like, oh, he wants to hang out. I was like, maybe we can get sandwiches together. And then I realized you're all the way in the UK and we can't go get sandwiches <laughs> together. <laughs> well, you know, once they develop transport, like, was it, what does Star Trek have where they like step into the thing and go, oh, yeah, the transporters? Yes. Once we get one of those, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that well, they've been dead. I always think about this. Before we get super Star Wars nerdy, let's get Star Trek nerdy for just one second. If you think about a transport, what? If you think about a transporter, those things suck. Transporters are the worst invention in the history of the world because they literally kill you. They dissolve your body into all of its main ingredients and then rebuild you with the ingredients on the ground. So you are dead. You never make it transported. Your clone does. So everybody else sees you as normal, but you're gone. Yeah. So, like, if you're put back together with one single cell out of place, you are not you. You're not you. And and even if, like, they if they even and they're not transporting all your cells distant places. They're basically taking. They're like, you're a helium and you're a this. So whatever your brain was made of and all the electricity and all that stuff, that dies right there on the transport and is just re recalibrated down there with new ingredients. That sounds awful. I don't want that done. I I completely and utterly changed my mind. (laughs) <laughs> that's why galaxy quest much much better transport they put you in goo and you fly super fast galaxy quest has the way to transport it's called goo goo flight <laughs> i must say though you talking about um you know being broken up and then put back together and feeling like oh like not yourself that does sound much better than flying delta i must tell I must it, say. it really does it really doesn't you know especially when you get carried out like that or having to give a uh do you see that the 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 give that guy had to give CPR to the person who had COVID and like didn't even know it. They didn't inform him that he had COVID till two weeks later. Oh my God. What's going on in the world? I'm not flying Delta ever. No, don't again. fly Delta. Take the goo or the um yeah, yeah or the or the transporter. It's better. I'd rather yeah, I'd rather Absolutely. somebody or get a clone to fly Delta for you. There you go. Do you know what I think I might actually buy some shares in goo. <laughs> you should in goo. <laughs> if, anyone uh, else, if anyone can help me get shares in goo i mean <laughs> i'll pay you 20 hufflepuffs to put towards it oh that oh that that's just about enough hufflepuffs i love it i love it <laughs> all right uh, so you wanna... I, 
I was gonna say, whenever I go to a foreign country and I can't pronounce what the uh, currency is, they're Hufflepuffs to me. They're Hufflepuffs. I like that. I like that a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a couple of questions to start out, but I want to jump into the Star Wars stuff. Yes, we've got some people joining us from Facebook. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Um, if all 90 of you that are listening could give this show a massive clap, uh, we'll get as many people in here as possible because we are delving into something so exciting. Like I've said, this show for me is like I've died and gone to heaven. So please, <laughs> I want lots of people to join me in this heavenly place. Me too. So please do clap us, share us. Um, just please do whatever you can. Um, and if you are joining us from Facebook, thank you so much. I did a massive uh, Facebook um, marketing campaign this morning for this conversation. So hopefully some people have come to join us. I love it. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm going to play a couple of these messages. Keith Starburns. You know, just the mere <laughs> mention of the words Star and Wars forces me to manifest. I'm here, fellas. I'm here. Oh. Vader, if you weren't here, I'd be upset. We had so much we still had to go over from last time, man. I am so glad to see you we here did. today. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, Vader. Transporters, those things fucking suck. Transporters, <laughs> worst invention, yuck. Yeah. Yep, it's true. It's true. It's true. It, I mean, it, it'll definitely, it, that'll be definitely the thing that, like, it'll, Transporters would be the thing that could prove the existence of God because every there'd be duplicates and duplicates of duplicates, and then you'd end up in heaven with a hundred of you. Um, Absolutely. Which would be weird. And thank you for giving us a little burst of uh, Star Trek the musical there. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mixed with a little Transformers. I love it. Absolutely. We love a mix. This is fully unrelated to Star Wars, but oh. for Christmas <laughs> I was gifted, well, a gift. People gift gifts, I guess, of reindeer meat. And it's absolutely addictive. And so every single day since Christmas, I've been eating a good portion of reindeer has been like my good portion of diet has been reindeer. And I'm kind of concerned about that morally. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as long as it's not like Rudolph. It's right. As long as he didn't steal <laughs> the reindeer meat from like a family of people who survive only on reindeer meat or just don't yeah. steal reindeer meat in general. Or if you didn't like <laughs> you didn't like sneak into like somebody's farm or zoo to like take that reindeer meat. I don't think there's a moral issue with being I'm addicted to reindeer fine. meat. Don't lose sleep over it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I wouldn't lose sleep over the reindeer meat thing. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I Thank agree. you okay, for what? being massively off topic, though. Great. <laughs> yeah. right, what happens when you cross being John Malkovich with the Mandalorian? Oh. A room full of clones saying Mandalorian, 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 Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dylan. Yes, that's true. It would oh, be Dylan. a it would be a room full of clones and uh, people. Yep, yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah. Love that, right. Dylan, but don't quit the day job. That's <laughs> He's just excited because he got he got uh, Jeff Ross to say he was funny yesterday. He's still living on that high. Jeff Ross thinks his big toe is funny. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. All right. right. Let's dig in. Let's dig in. Here we go. Please clap us up, guys. Um, we want to get some extra people in here whilst we delve into. Right, I've got a list here. So we can either go by what pops into your head or we can go through like one by one. How would you want to do it? Let's let's start with the list and then I'm sure we'll get uh, distracted. Okay. 
So um, if you listen to our impromptu conversation, the other, um, I think the day before yesterday, we mentioned the Mandalorian season two. I just want to talk a little bit about the last episode with you, because then that's going to lead into um, your thoughts about what could be happening with the Mandalorian season three. All right, let's do it. And uh, just spoiler alert, we're going to we're going to break this thing wide open. Um, You should stay. You should stay. If you if you're a Star Wars fan and you're here on stereo and you're listening to this nine times out of ten, you have. And if you're here and you haven't watched it yet, you're not planning to. So let us spoil it for you and you can go back in and go. Exactly. It's been out for weeks, guys. It's been out for weeks. Where have you been? Yes. Let's let's dig in. So the Mandalorian season two uh, finale for me made 2020 a lot better than it has been. Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot, and I mean a lot of uh, proper geek out fan wank moments that mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, this is fan wank. I was like, yeah, fan wank. So, um, firstly, I did not like the um, the troopers, um, the, the the metal robot-y Cybermen stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Did not like them very much. What did you think about that whole sort oh, of yeah. idea? So, two things. One, I just like to do a shout out to the phrase fan wink because we call it fan service here. And I love when the Brits are dirtier than us in their terminology. So uh, hats off to the fan wank phrase. Second, (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. These robots. Okay. So here's my problem with the robots. There was an entire series um, called the, uh, the Phantom Madness prequels that showed that there were some, you know, some of the some of these droids were kind of stupid and they're Roger Roger and they like a little bit of like a, a series of yeah. little Pikmin or like little like mini uh, Larry Curley and Moe Stooges. But in general, they, they created a bunch of robots that were badasses that could move. They have a robot, half robot, half human general that can fucking swing around a million uh, lightsabers. They have these these battle droids. They have all this stuff. So establishing that droids can be dangerous, especially through that. Um, through the, the prequel series in, 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 and especially in Clone Wars, where they really came up with some cool droids, meant that the, 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 in this world, in this, in this continuous con, uh, this continuity, what is the word? Continuity. Continuity. That's the one. Continuity in this fan wank um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that um, robots are badasses. So these, these robots needed to be badasses. And when they first landed on the rock to take. Uh, to take uh, uh, Grogu, I was like, okay, these could be badasses. And then I watched it again and realized they were walking a little bit weird. And it, it kind of alerted me to something because I was thinking these were like fucking that, like if, if Tony Stark had created Darth Vader uh, Iron Man costumes. That's why they kind of yeah. looked at me when I first saw them. I was like, these are going to be badasses. And then all of a sudden in this, this second episode, they, ha- they like can barely walk straight. Like they have to, they they all walk like the Terminator. They all have these very jerky moves. Everything's like a, like it, it was like it was like a souped up Terminator robot, but not like they didn't feel as powerful or as strong as even some of the weaker robots and droids that had been already a part of the lore. It was very bizarre to me that these were the the top best. These were the best, craziest, best droids that ever existed, and uh, they just didn't feel like that. They just felt like little terminators that walked in a straight line like they all just walked side by side what the fuck is up with these things they just didn't <laughs> no i agree they look like stormtroopers with wedgies yeah it and they all really walked weird. like they had wedgies like every single one of them was like could have got a swirly <laughs> yeah exactly um i thought that um the anticipation of seeing them in full force was quite good i liked the build up 
But it was like Christmas Eve to me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like the build up, the anticipation was so much better than the actual event. So, um, yeah, I was not impressed. And then uh, for some reason, when they just ejected them out of the airlock, I thought, <laughs> oh, OK. I actually thought, well, well, that was that. I, yep. And I thought, that's quite neat. I like that. Building up this massive, you know, sort of unstoppable war machine and then just ejecting it out of the airlock. I was thinking, mm, you know, yeah. that's that's clever. But then obviously that that's not the end of them. They do come back. Yeah, and I, I thought that could be fun if that first one, the only one that he fought, didn't feel like the dumbest robot ever. And I get he was slamming <laughs> his head in the wall, but, like, it still moved all jerky. It, you, you could trip it. Like, any robot that you feel like you could probably trip with like a like a spoke through the you know like a, a stick through the spokes like if you put a metal bar high enough and like yeah. put it right at its legs it would just trip over it right like it couldn't it wouldn't know how to step around or over a bar it needs to walk on flat surfaces only like they have honda robots that can dance better than these guys could walk and that pissed me off well yeah they have the same problem with um with the daleks don't they i mean the daleks are fine you know if they're on a flat surface and there's no stairs Right. Obviously, they can fly now, but, you know, it's like that sort of thing of you've got this unstoppable war machine, but God forbid it needs to climb two flights of stairs. It's fucked. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> how those felt. They felt like they were built for they were built to, like, roam the, you know, roam the halls of this particular uh, starship and maybe, like, land at places that are all flat and walk, <laughs> walk a few feet yeah. and then go. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, so moving on, then we have. Um, that moment in in any film or any TV show where the odds are stacked against our heroes, and we're like, mm -hmm. "Oh my god, how are they going to get out of this?" And then um, then the the X wing lands in the shuttle bay. Um, what we? How were you feeling at this point? Because I just want I just want to know. I just want to know like what was going through your head when that X wing landed. Well, it's uh, a good question. Um, so I do a podcast uh, called Must. I, I did because it's over for the season at least, but I think for longer called uh, Must Watch Mandalorian. And we had been placing bets uh, from the episode from the, the Ashoka Tano episode on that yeah. said, like, will Luke show up? Right. And so I was he, my partner was like, no, no, there's no there's no chance in hell that he's showing up. Or no, I was like that. He was like, yeah, like he was. That was the first thing I was thinking. It could be Ezra from Rebels. I was thinking it could be a whole bunch of people that he was actually going to go to to, and it wasn't going to be him. And I, I, I was like, there is no way that Luke's showing up. No way. No way. No way. No way. But then when he, you know, when I first saw the X-wing, my first inclination was this was the 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 um, the X-wing highway patrol. Because I'm in denial. Yeah. I'm in denial that it's going to happen. But we've already we already know that there's a version of chips out there where uh, where uh, the the uh, the X wings just come out and uh, pull people over for not having the right code or whatever the wrong license plates or whatever. So maybe maybe that you know because we've already seen this like part of the rebellion or the I guess the it's not the rebellion anymore. It's the uh, not even the resistance. It's the republic. Like these republic yeah. uh, highway patrolmen. Maybe we have one of those because they were fairly predominantly shown. So my denial allowed me to go there. And then it lands, and then this hooded creep figure comes out, and I'm still like, it's Ezra because there's no way. And then the green lightsaber comes out, and I'm like, oh, okay, you're, now you're pushing it a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, I start to, like, want to believe. Like, I, I mean, the entire time I know who it is. Like, I just don't want to say it out loud. 
and then all the stuff goes on and it's kind of like an inverse it's kind of like an inverse ending to rogue squadron right where you have the horror movie of darth vader coming through the hallway and just fucking throwing everybody around like the badass we've always dreamed he could be and this is the same thing on the reverse side where he's going through and crushing all these robots and knocking everybody around in a in a in a more graceful but still like if you were a robot like in a robot horror movie and you were like watching as a robot you'd be scared of but like you see all this stuff going and like okay this has got to be this has got to be this has got to be um and then as soon as you i I, and i but i didn't want to admit it until i saw the belt buckle as soon as i saw the belt buckle i knew for sure but i was in denial the rest of the rest of the way yeah Absolutely. And like you said, with um, with Rogue One, it does build that anticipation because you have Darth Vader coming through, like crashing people around. And it's showing them, you know, a lot stronger and at one with their powers than they ever were in the original trilogy. Yep. So it's showing them as more aggressive, more, you know, sort of powerful than they ever could do. I don't know if it was because of budget restraints or contracts, but, you know, or because of... Um, like CGI and stuff. But yeah, I thought that moment when it was revealed as Luke is definitely probably one of my highlights in 2020. Oh, I love I it. Like, I loved it. Um, I and we can get into it because I know a lot of people were like not wanting this to tie back. And I'm, I include that as one of those people who's like, I don't want, I don't need a whole show about more daddy issues, even though it was still kind of a show about daddy issues, but it's like the one dad who actually did right by their son. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, but I thought it was a perfect ending and I don't think it, it, it broke what I was hoping with the man trust in the Mandalorian where we weren't going to have a Luke story or it wasn't going to be because I didn't think of him as part of the story. He was a prop. He was a set piece, not a not a, somebody that drove the story further. And I think that that's the perfect kind of fan service where it's kind of like the reward for beating the video game. You get the princess at the end. This princess just happened to be a, 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 a an aged down CGI version of Mark Hamill. Um, but still, it's the princess at the end, and you get the reward without having to get into that. You don't get any more into Luke's story. You just have a little bit of a, you know, you just have an ending that's kind of fun. Like it's like having a fucking, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, James Bond back at the end of uh, of Robin Hood, where um, Sean Connery shows up at the end of uh, of, Sh- of Kevin oh, Costner's Prince Robin of Hood. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like he doesn't make the show any different. It's not weird. It's just a kind of a nice reward to see a, a fun cameo at the end of. Uh, King Richard, who happens to be yeah. like the perfect King Richard, right? Like you just happen to have the perfect Jedi pick him up, picking up your kid from school. It's like that doesn't make him a part of the story. It just makes it just fills out the story a little bit without digging into that piece. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It didn't detract me. It didn't go, okay, this whole thing has been about Luke. It's just literally the icing on the cake. Although mm-hmm. we, I did mention to you last time that I was hoping actually for Mace Windu, but <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, Mace might. They, they've they've had some Mace stuff come back. Let's get some of these questions. Like, let's get some of these messages because I think they're tied directly back to the last questions we've talked about. So I don't want to get too far away from sure. them. If that's okay. Absolutely. Let's go. Hey, is Santa Claus addicted to reindeer meat? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stop Dylan. The reindeer meat. Oh What's my God. Mean? Not that meat. No beef jerky. Ew. What's up, Keith? What's going on, Starburns Audio? Okay, I wasn't going to say it, you guys. Keith, I love you so much, but I'm going to say it. And don't hate me, please, but I've never watched Star Wars. I said it. I've never watched Star Wars. I feel like everyone is throwing tomatoes at me right now. (laughs) It's okay. You know, it's It's kind of... It's funny. There is definitely a weird shame to that, like where people are like, 
and, and there's a and there's an anger about it too in some ways we have a we have a um a producer at our office who's never watched star wars who feels like she's constantly being um not attacked directly but also always having to defend that position of never having seen star wars and that's one thing i don't want anybody yeah. to do you know I, i'll admit a lot of stuff i've never seen a lot of things um that people yeah. say are great um and i refuse that's to brilliant. see them sometimes just because people say they're so great i've never seen titanic just saying. Oh, wow yeah. How, how did you get laid in the late 90s? Or were you even old enough to get laid in the late 90s? <laughs> well, that was part of the rules. If you wanted to get laid in the late 90s, you had to take take your date to Titanic. That was part of the rules. It was actually in the book. Oh, well, no, I was more Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of sex that I wasn't. I didn't want to have to stand Absolutely. in the corner um, before. Oh, oh Wicker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, when I saw those, thought, yeah, John Favreau, he likes his uh, cyber suits and his uh, his robots uh, in his projects with uh, thinking about Iron Man. Yeah, he does. And I think he did a good job getting those suits designed. I just don't think they felt like I felt, you know, then that's the whole thing. I feel like you have Marvel, you have all these robot suits that feel like they move a lot more realistically yeah. than the star wars yeah. who's been dealing with droids the entire the entire run since 76 yeah or 77 so yeah yeah i've just had someone oh, sorry that sorry likes, that's okay like star wars. It's like star i can't i can't hear them anyway so to be here darling i've just had someone shout at me going you've never seen titanic <laughs> <laughs> now you know what you're sorry. doing sorry I w- i'll watch it at the weekend <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be Ray because it, it picked up. I thought, I mean, I didn't know it was going to be uh, Skywalker. I thought I was going to pick up, you know, after one of the old series, the new series, not, not the old summer series of Star Wars. So, uh, and I think Grogu, everybody thought that was Yoda, but it's not Yoda. It could be the child of Yoda. Well, so the one thing that it would reason I knew it wasn't Ray, and I think that, um, you know, this might be something that not everybody knows because it wasn't, it's clear, but it's not clear depending on how far into the lore you're getting. This, this, this series took place five years after Return of the Jedi. So this happens yeah. pretty close after that. So all the characters are kind of in that mode. So that's why, you know, it's not Ray because Ray's probably not even born yet. Um, but there no. are there are a few Jedi out in the world that we know about, especially thanks to Rebels. So we know that Ashoka exists. We know that Ezra is still out there. Potentially Ezra is still out there. We're not sure. Mace Window's been teased. Um, there's text that that's coming back. Um, and then we have Luke. But we also have whoever Luke's training. You know, Luke could have, you know, Leia. It could have been Leia. Um, yeah, it could have been that would have been nice. Yeah, it could have been Leia. And it could have been, uh, you know... You, you know, those are those are the people that, you know, you kind of off the bat would go with. But it also could have been, uh, you know, we haven't we haven't seen anything from Yodel. We don't know if Yodel made it. Yodel, Yodel. Yeah. Yodel. Or or I'm just I'm just throwing it out here. What do you think? It could have been a badass lightsaber, you know, wielding force ghost. Yeah. Yeah. It also I, I was to... actually I was actually curious if it would be a Sith. Yeah, that's true. Could have been Darth Maul. Yep. Darth Maul's dead by now. Is he? Yeah, Darth Maul died in 
Darth Maul, like no spoilers, but like Darth Maul was killed by Obi Wan um, in uh, one of the last episodes of Rebels. I can't keep up. He's died so many times. He's like yep. the Doctor. He just keeps yeah. coming back. He was he was succinctly be he actually he he came he it's an interest Darth Maul's story is really interesting because he kind of he comes around by by um by the time the Revenge of the Sith comes around he's he's not pro Dar the the Empire either he's kind of running his own thing and by the end of his death like him and uh him and Obi Wan have kind of made peace and uh and Obi Wan actually burns him and does the kind of more traditional uh, Jedi burial for Darth Maul. Right. Okay. I wasn't aware of that because I'm not completely up to date with the animated series. Yeah. But, um, but thank you very much for filling in that gap. Yeah, I wouldn't say he was redeemed, but he was definitely there. Was a respect there at the end, and and you know Darth Maul was always you know considering uh, Obi Wan's the one that took his legs. Yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. So what? Um, when we get on to talking about the Obi Wan Kenobi series, I just want you to randomly just shout out. Darth Maul at any point because I have a question. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, okay. I think we'll do one, one or two more, and then we'll get going again. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Go to bed. Do uh, your homework. Yeah, go back and do homework. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way about the Mandalorian. Um, the it just doesn't flow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I see what they're trying to do, but. And it was kind of nostalgic a little bit, but it just really didn't. That's the thing with the Star Wars saga. The timeline is kind of fucked up. You never really know the order of everything, you know? Yeah. I think if you're yeah. unaware that, yeah. the, uh, that the Mandalorian takes place after Return of the Jedi, I think it can be complicated. But you have to remember, and you know, me and Jason know this because we're Star Wars geeks. But if you're a yep. casual viewer, you might not be completely clued up on the timeline. I understand right. that. Right. And, and things don't always make sense within the timeline, even as discussed. Like, you go from basically, and they did, somebody put that, posted this the other day. I saw it on a, on a site where they said, basically, here's where Phantom Menace starts, and this is where um, the end of, uh, of Rise of Skywalker gets you. And basically, it's about an 80-year time frame or a 70-year time frame. It's basically the lifespan of a baby boomer is what they put it in. And you, gotta, you, <laughs> yeah. go from a, you go from a place of the High Republic where everybody knows who Jedi are. There's an entire circle of Jedi that run the show. And in the lifespan of one human being, you go to a place where you go where, to a place where Jedi were everywhere, to a place where they're myths, to, uh, you know, to an entire mm. empire dissolving and being rebuilt as a republic, to it being dissolved again by... Uh, another like basically the rebels of the empire um to being destroyed mm -hmm. again um while a million death uh you know a, a million star destroyers are made so like a lot happens in these 70 years that you have to kind of go okay this is for story purposes and this is for um being able to have cameos basically you're basically writing to the cameo in order to make this timeline make sense because from a logic standpoint people either have fish brains or um or a year is a lot longer in their world. Sure, sure. And I don't find it like that's unbelievable when you think about like our own world. You know, if you think about the 20th century from the beginning of the 20th century to the mid 20th century, we've had two yeah. world wars. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've had a lot of change. So um, I don't find it too unbelievable that, um, you know, 
powers rise, powers fall, and then they rise again. So, yeah, I can definitely connect that. But I can completely see what you mean. The timeline can, like I said, can be a bit confusing if you're not like a, you know, diehard Star Wars geek. Like right. Us. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. It just feels tricky because it feels like it should be 100 years from then or 50 years from then or this yeah, had yeah. to have happened here in order for this to feel like it, it's, it strongly makes sense. All right. One 100%. last one and we're going to keep we're going to move forward. Absolutely. I think you know she got the it's gonna be upon another movie how the dark saver fell out of her hands and got into his hands that's what my thinking is gonna be the next star wars movie or cartoon series where how the dark saver you know kind of came about i think they should make a movie about yoda I'd love yeah. a movie about Yoda. That's, I think, the one thing that I think they ha are not going to announce. I don't think we're going to see, because I think that that's something that they want to remain a mystery for a while. It's like, uh, you know, you didn't want to let, uh, I, I mean, I don't know why I relate these two things, but like uh, The Undertaker in wrestling, you didn't want to let The Undertaker lose a w, like a, 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 a WrestleMania. You want to keep that streak going as long as possible. And I think they want to do the same thing with Yoda. They don't want to explain anything because Yoda's that kind of last mystery. I thought they were. Gonna, yeah, absolutely. I thought when they were talking about it at the end of Mandalorian, like I need to get you with your your kind. I always thought it meant with whatever the Yoda species was. Like we're going to Yoda planet. I was stoked. Yeah. And then it it wasn't until like the second or third episode of season two where I realized, oh, they're kind. You met other Jedi's. Fuck this. I'm so mad yeah. at you. <laughs> it took me a minute. I was mad. I was like, lit sincerely, like you tricked me because i yeah. was just living off what i wanted not what was going to happen but isn't that basically the star wars films yeah you know what i mean lips uh, fan you know um lip service fan wank this is what i'm talking about don't do what the fans want do what the story uh, needs is naturally telling you don't exactly fans. fans are exactly. terrible terrible people <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then um, as far as the Darksaber goes, if you haven't watched Rebels and you haven't yeah. watched Clone Wars, um, it doesn't talk about the, the creation of it, but there is a, we do know what the story to the creation of the Darksaber is. But um, mm -hmm. you get a lot of the backstory to it. Um, I'm less concerned about, you know, because it, it was in Sabine's hands and then it was and then, and then in Bo-Katan's um, hands after that because I think she gave it to her. Um, the ending is a little weird on that, and that's one of the things we can talk about later as we talk about what the sequels are. But the whole concept of Din Djarin not being able to just hand it over to uh, to uh, Bo-Katan. I want to call her Bo-Katan. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, uh, yeah, Boca but... Raton is what I want to call her. Um, so I'm going to just do that. I'm going to call her Boca Raton. Is, uh, Why not? <laughs> is that um, she, they have been able to do that in the past. It, this is not like the first time somebody's... Um, seeded the uh the dark saber over to somebody else and have that little bit of like oh i can't take it because i didn't earn it in battle thing it was a little bit of a cheat at the end of uh at the end of uh the mandalorian absolutely um guys thank you so much for joining us it's amazing that so much of you are sticking around with us talking about star wars with this massive geek out that's happening i just want to move very very quickly on to the post credit sequence okay so okay now you I, I think we discussed it before very quickly but i said to you that when i was a kid and i used to watch return of the jedi i only used to watch it up to where jabba died because that was my favorite sequence right. in the movie jabba, we ewoks could just do one 
but I love the um, the opening sort of scenes in Jabba's palace and on the barge. So right. when that happened, when you first see that, um, you know, that long shot of Jabba's palace, I that I just literally was on my knees at this point. I was like, oh, my God, no more. No more. I can't take it. <laughs> I cannot take it. It's a brilliant sequence. What do you think? I thought it was great. Um, you know, I, I think I, the same thing we talked about earlier, in case anybody didn't see, I wish... We had a hut in there, um, not just yes. a fat, not just a fat Bib Fortuna, because he did gain some weight. I'm not wrong about that. Bib has definitely been hutting out, if you know what I mean. Like, like <laughs> that's that's the thing to do. Like, that is not the skinny Bib that we knew from before. That was that's that's triple chin Bib. So he's like he's trying to he's trying to hut out as best he can. Um, I would have loved to see a hut on that throne, considering that is a hut's a hut you know a, a hut's place. Um, yeah. And you would think that there would be a p- replacement because you think of the, you know, you think of the huts exactly like you think of like any sort of, uh, you know, like the mob, right? Like they are, yeah. they're mobsters, they're gangsters. So you'd expect another uh, hut to attain power. So I'd love to understand how Bib managed to uh, secure the throne, so to speak. Not necessarily to secure the throne. How did he get off the barge? <laughs> oh, in that, in that too. Like how did he get off the barge that crashed and lit on fire? Yeah. Well, we're gonna. Me and um, Jason are gonna put our pennies together and make a series called "The Ballad of Bib." So, if anyone's interested in, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bib seemed to make right by himself. Like Bib did okay. Time. Bib Bib yeah. did his thing. He did, and then died very quickly. Very very quickly. Well, you know, but to be fair, <laughs> I've been watching too much Letter Kenny, so every time I see "To Be Fair," I expect something back. Um, and if you haven't watched that show, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but he managed to keep so this is five years after the return right so he managed to hold hold power for five years considering he's a twilight and he was basically the the administrator admin assistant he's doing pretty good he did well hats off to bib five years huts off um huts off to bib (laughs) but we don't know like you said before, though, we don't know. There might have been a hut in the background. Maybe Bib was just, you know, taking the piss a little bit and was, like, trying out the throne for size. We don't right. know if he actually, you know, belonged there. Maybe he was just watching the shot. While yeah, I, I, I think that's actually what I'm going to think that this was. I think that he walked in, and I, maybe the huts were out that day. Maybe they were um, planning a march to uh, the, the, the nearby church um, and had to clear the city. Um <laughs> They're at the, the mall of Tatooine. That's where they Yeah, were. exactly. They're yeah. the mall of Tatooine or Tax whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so maybe he's getting the barge washed or whatever. And he's just out that day. And so he just came in. He just happened to came on an off day and, yeah, uh, and sat in the thing. And then somebody's going to come home and he'd be like, and he's like, oh, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, but sorry, job. I'm here. He's like, oh, and it's like, that's <laughs> yeah. the beginning of the new, the new series. Or it could be that he already killed him. Or it's just one of those things like, you know, I, I, I have a feeling that we're not just that, 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 that he doesn't get, just start running things that fast. I think there's probably a little more story. No, to it. I think it was budget more than anything, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think it, I, I'm sure it was it, it was budgety parts. This one had a lot of stuff going on in it already. I also think it was just a cool way to do it. Um, you know, it did feel very much to me like, you know, we're talking about like, and I think we talked about this a little bit before. Mandalorian, for the most part, is kind of the Western, the Western Ronin, the gunslinger story, right? And I think of, yeah. I think of uh, Bo- Boba as as being more the Eastern version of that, the Ronin, 
the the samurai story and this is like the the, the throne of blood type movie this is the this is the uh the 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 shogun style story so we're still dealing in that same genre we're just taking an eastern bent to it where he's gonna go you know he's gonna take the throne and uh yeah devour all comers so we have um we have boba fett killing bib very mm-hmm. very emotional moment um and then we have him taking the throne so now he is pretty much uh the mafia boss right and then the the sequence come up um uh oh god what's it called boba fett the Oh, what's it called? The series. Oh, it's called the Ballad of Boba. Uh, or it's this, it's. Uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, now all of a sudden it's the a book, book of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Book, of, book Boba of Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. So yes, um, and that. Okay, there's a lot of confusion with Star Wars fans at the moment whether the book of Boba Fett is a separate entity or with if it is the Mandalorian season three. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, you know, oh, and there's two other things. Fennec with him, right? Fennec there yes. holding a big jar of booze, uh, which I originally thought were the eggs. Like all of a sudden we're going to have a uh, uh, frog mom back, uh, but it's not the eggs. It's just something else in the glowy blue light, which would have been funny if like that becomes the bat, like the, the protagonist is frog mom and frog dad. Um, hilarious. Um, yeah. But I, here's what I think. I, I think that when they announced that there was a new, the, 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 the third Mandalorian was coming out December of 2021. It's because they didn't want to ruin this ending. And so the Bubba Fett show is, um, for all intents and purposes, the, the Mandalorian show they said they were coming. I personally right. don't believe that there will be another Mandalorian in the form that it exists. I feel like okay. they told Din Djarin's story top to bottom and they closed out that story. I think that there will be another yeah. Mandalorian series and I think that he will be a star in it. But it will not be the same show for intent, all intents and purposes. It will be about the siege of Mandalore. It will include Bo-Katan. It will include Sabine. It will include all these other people that are there and, and, and go on that side of it. Because really, you've got all the growth. The, the Mandalorian show is a Western where he is a loner. The, this next, he's not that person anymore. He's evolved. He's grown. He's showing emotion. He's taking off his helmet all the time now. He's a... Uh, he uh, he get, he he had his story arc, and I, I think it's a fitting one. Um, I don't da- yeah. shame it. And if they were going to do another season, they'd only do one more. Um, we're working in a streaming environment now, where it's a three and done environment. Like, you know, just from a technical spot, from you look at net, what Netflix is doing, you look what everybody else is doing. Three and out is the way. So, um, you know, pardon the pun there, but um, yeah. <laughs> This is, I think that that I think that this the, the ending was the fitting ending for the Mandalorian, and there's going to be there will be another show, but it will be a different show. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do think that the Book of Boba Fett is going to be the Mandalorian replacement, but I do think that they're um, maybe just keeping under wraps what's going to happen in season three. Maybe we've, we've got a big surprise coming. I'm not sure if if it's anything like season two. I'd be happy to see the Mandalorian yep. back again in season three. Yeah, 100%. you basically well, if you and if you look at all the different shows, you look at you got basically have, uh, Star Wars U.S. Marshals, right, or Star <laughs> Republic Marshals, but you have the Marshals, you have yep. you have the Boba Fett show, you have the Mandalorian show, which is going to have to deal with this whole Siege of Mandalore thing. The um, the only thing that w- I felt like came out wasn't resolved at the end of Mandalorian is what to do with the Dark Saber. Dark so you got to yeah. address that. You got that. You got the Ashoka show where she's after Grand Admiral Th- Thrawn, right? Um, yeah. 
And those are the three big ones that you know about, plus whatever the Rogue One stuff is, or not Rogue One, uh, the Rogue Unit stuff is, and uh, all this yeah. other pieces. So what I see personally is that you have at least these three shows, if not more, that I'm missing. And they're all going to all have to form. They're going to all have to come together eventually. So you're going to have three stories that are going to play out. One in pursuit of Thrawn and probably finding Ezra because that's part of that end of, end of the Rebels story. You have, um, which is the Ashoka show. You have the Republic doing whatever they're doing, trying to fight down everything. And you have this Mandalorian show that's going to connect to Mandalore. And those are all going to have to come together at one point, and they're going to have to fight the big bad, who I believe will be Admiral um, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I think that yes, that will be that will culminate will culminate against that big fight plus the um, taking back of Mandalore for the Mandalorians. I think those two things are going to come together in a series that will combine those three shows together. And part Ooh. of the reason I believe all this, part of the reason I believe all this is Filoni's kind of the guy now in charge, and he wants to tell his. He wants to end his Clone Wars Rebels, and now this is the third animated si series, basically. These three things kind of culminating into one thing, and I think he's going to want to sure. tell that story. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Can't wait for that to come. I love it when uh, series come together uh, to tell a, a much broader story. I, I think yeah. that if that happens, that is going to be a really good idea and a very yeah. good way of telling a story with narrative. Okay, so... Um, Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. And thank you for sending in your messages. Uh, should we listen to a couple more? And then we'll yeah. move on. We'll leave The Mandalorian behind. And we'll move on to the next show, which is Andor. Let's do it. What we're going to talk about. Okay. You can hit the ditties. You're in charge. Oh, all right. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, Keith Andrew. I'm just hopping in. Uh, hope you're having a great day. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Um, just heard the comment about you not seeing Titanic. Listen, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Basically, Titanic is a story about an old woman who goes out to the middle of the ocean just to tell a bunch of, like, scavengers about some good dick that she got on a cruise. <laughs> That's about it. That ran I mean, there's a whole iceberg thing and a boat sinks, but really it's just about some lady gets some good dick. <laughs> oh, God. Sounds like your, your, your crazy auntie story, isn't it? <laughs> it is kind of that story, hey. how I how I gave up these jewels. Oh, yes. So <laughs> <laughs> right, let's hit one more, and then we're going to go on to Andor. I'm very excited to get your opinion on Andor. Okay. Yaddle died uh, saving... Uh, a planet from destruction. She died right in front of Anakin. Ah, uh, yeah, Yaddle. Yaddle ain't coming back. She got completely incinerated. Just saying. Aw. Uh, uh, thank you for letting me know that, but uh, not so close to New Year's. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, literally, we need all of this bad news. We need this I'm glad I learned about this in 2020 and not 2021. Yeah. I'll tell you that right I, now. One of the funniest things that I've been telling all my friends is when you told me that I needed to watch Wonder Woman 1984 in 2020 so that my 2021 was a much better. <laughs> <laughs> and I still hold to it. Still hold to that it. Let's so do one more because I, as um, Vader is absolutely right, but I also still need a, I want to, I want to have something. 
I could live for. Yeah, sure. Until yeah, Kathleen Kennedy got her grimy hands all over it, Whoa. Star Wars had the most concise storyline. You can pick up any book in what they now call the Legend series, and it gives you a complete chronology of the Star Wars universe. True story. Yep. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Absolutely. Right. I remember those books very well. Yeah. All right. Uh, One we're more. actually gonna do um, an episode in the in the future, guys. So if you check our schedules, we actually do have a Star Wars story the expanded universe so yep, uh, which is now called two. legends yeah the expanded universe which is the legend Legends series is which which you know is interesting that it's the legend series because they are starting they have pulled a lot of stuff thrawn is uh is a is, would be a legends character that they actually brought back there's a couple others in there stories have adjusted obviously but it is nice to see some of that stuff come back even the um even the droid technically these dark troopers are uh are built from uh a video game that's also not canon that was about you know that they were featured in the um in i believe the one where they were stealing the plans which were uh for the death star that video game um okay but but now has been replaced by the rogue one story so if i'm not mistaken that that's that's where those those actual droids come from is actually that that video game the dark troopers amazing amazing all right one more so, and then we're into andor, andor. Yeah, oh. yeah do you, do you want to go one more, one more. Yeah, because we're we got seven. <laughs> and we're done. That was seven. Thank you. So if um, any of our listeners here are not familiar with the new show that's coming out of Andor, um, it is basically a prequel to Rogue One featuring Diego Luna's uh, Cassian Andor and has been described as a rousing spy thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, by showrunner um, Stephen Skinner. He was the showrunner on The Americans, right? Yes. That I love that show. That was a really great show. So this is going to be really good, I think. Um, yeah. Well, and so- then the, yeah, your creator is a Gilroy, right? He was also part of the. Um, he wrote all the Jason Bourne, or I mean, didn't write the books, but he wrote the uh, Jason Bourne screenplays. Yeah. So you've got these two um, showrunners and writers that are obviously very well versed in the spy thriller genre. And they're coming back to write a Star Wars series, which has been described as a rousing spy thriller. So are you (laughs) excited for this? I am. And I'm also really interested. You know, this is an interesting one because, you know, you know, they did um, they did some like fan uh, uh, polls recently and I'll have to find it. But I believe. Um, Rogue One is actually considered by the the greater community the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, I I would say it's up there definitely. Yeah, um, and so with this one, I'm excited about it. I liked I liked his character. I'll be honest with you, like these are the of all the characters, these ones always are the ones that have felt the least fleshed out. But it's also because they're only one movie and they all die. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah and so since they all die like you get you get a little of them and i would love to see and or seem like one of the interesting ones and he's got the robot buddy right he's the one that has the funny droid friend who um is played by uh what's his name from uh uh, bb water bridge yeah oh no that's from uh, fleabag no that's uh that's lando's isn't it oh 
Oh God. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. Oh good. Who, who voices it? It's the guy from. Uh, it's. Uh, it's uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, oh, sorry, I apologize. And I know there's a million people like just trying to leave this in the comments right now because I'm stupid. It's Alan Toddick, yeah. right? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, I'm thinking of Lando. Yes, 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 you're right. Yes, it is Alan Toddick. You're right. Sorry, guys, I got my droids confused. It happens, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, and I don't know if I don't know if he's going to appear in this. But he was also one of my favorite. Obviously, you know the the killer robot is always one of my favorite parts of any good uh, 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 Star Wars show and 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 or game. Speaking of like the Knights of the Old Republic and some of the the the, the evil droids that they had in that um, first video game, but. Uh, yeah, this one's going to be interesting because, you know, a spy thriller, you're talking about the time period being like, I mean, you know, I guess if you go Battle of Yavin, probably one or two years prior to the Battle of Yavin, right? This yeah. Is about when this, this yeah. would have, have to be taking place. Again, I think this is going to be a one and done season or a two and done season. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this. Um, Curious where it'll go. I don't think that we'll be able to see, you know, again, I think this will be a lot of uh, fan wank to, um, to <laughs> maybe, you know, what I what I would be interested to see if we see any of the evolution of uh, Han Solo actually in this. If we see any, if the one, if I, if I could think of any prequel character or, or uh, you know, or New Hope character that might be a part of this might be, might be Han or that team. Okay, I'd like to see... Um... Oh God! Why is my all the names for um, just the guy who played Han Solo in um, in the Solo movie? Maybe oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Return. I'd like to see that because I think that he wasn't that bad. The movie was no, he wasn't great, bad at all. He wasn't bad. Uh, uh, what is it? I can't say his last name. Alden Enrich, maybe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. But, but yeah, yeah, I I, I, I could see bad. this one being. You know, I I'm trying to figure out how this would connect. I'm hoping you know. This is also that period, um, you know, where this this one could actually be a, a show with very little, with little references to the to the Force and the Jedi's. It would also be interesting to see if we actually get like into empirical lore a little bit more, and we actually have like a a stronger like Empire side where we actually see as much of the Empire as we see of of the you know whatever this Resistance is, or if he's actually like part of the Empire the entire time. So this all takes place on like a you know, on a star destroyer or on a, um, on a vessel, uh, that is all empire. And most of the, um, and most of the other main characters, the most of the other cast is all, all, all empire, which would be interesting to me. I've just thought of a really good spinoff show that they need to do. They need to do something that mixes the empire sort of hierarchy with the West wing. <laughs> <laughs> like just a walk and talk. Lots of like, lots yes. of like dark, uh, Palpatine, Palpatine, walk with me. Walk with me. <laughs> I love that. Going at like zero point two miles an hour because he's an old, disheveled man. I love but, that. Um, yeah, definitely. Who thinks that's a great idea? I don't know what we call it, but yeah. I think that would be an amazing idea. The West Wing meets Star yeah. Wars. Perfect. But yeah, <laughs> okay. um, my thoughts on Andor when it was first announced, I was like, who, when, how? But, right. Um, then I learned the details and yeah I'm excited about it I think I'm more excited about the elements that they're going to bring into it not necessarily the central character right so I'm thinking about like the more of the setting rather than you know focusing on the characterization 
of of uh, Cassian Andor. So yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And having seen obviously the Mandalorian and what who they've brought into that, I'm quite excited to see what they do with it. Well, yeah, and it seems like you know, Tony, you know, I didn't realize just how amazing Tony Gilroy was. Like, and he did write uh, Rogue One. Um, yeah. Uh, but he did, you know, he did Born, the Born Legacy. He did uh, he, he wrote the adaption for Armageddon, Devil's Advocate, Cutting Edge, which is hilarious that he did that, too. But also the Born Identity, Born Supremacy, Born Ultimatum, Michael Clayton. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was a consulting producer for House of Cards. He's got this, uh, you know, and or thing going. I, I think that there's something kind of interesting, especially with the Born Identity stuff where I could see like that combination between like the, the empire as treadstone and, um, and also, you know, when you look at the logo of, uh, when you look at the logo of Andor, it's definitely got that rebel, uh, icon in the middle of it. You kind of have this dark gray empirical stuff, but then that O is the, the rebel symbol. I'm interested yeah. to see if, uh, you know, maybe we will get to see a little bit of, a um, a real spy thriller in this world, which, you know, I, I never, whenever I hear the, the genre mashing, I always get excited and then it doesn't come to play as much as I'd yeah. like it to. But if, it, if, if, if they actually do lean into it a little bit, I'd be uh, really stoked. No, I completely agree with you. I love the genre bending. Sci-fi mixed with other elements. I mean, it's one of those genres, isn't it, sci-fi, where they can easily go into those other areas, mm-hmm. a bit like horror. Do you, know what I mean? yeah. you can mix horror with a lot of genres like comedy, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So well, and I'm you, very you, excited for that. You know, look at Blade Runner and how you can do the hard world noir detective movie in the world of like the future. I mean, it's done and it's done when it's done and done well, it's incredible. And I think that, you know, honestly, I think that if anybody could do it, Tony Gilroy seems like the guy, man. I, I yeah. really do. Plus, um, as long as it's not Greengrass doing all those fucking jump cut fight scenes, I'll be fine. I And I like that. Don't get me wrong. I like those movies, but I, I can do with uh, understanding what's going on. Just because everybody's fighting so close, it doesn't mean I have to be so close to yeah. that fighting. We will kick the ass of Greengrass if he comes anywhere <laughs> near this. Leave us alone. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. So um, thank you guys for listening if you're still with us. Uh, thank you so much, Jason, for joining me here. You know how much I love doing these shows with you. Um, oh, of course. It's um, great to be able to talk to someone uh, across the pond who has um, a burning desire for Star Wars as I do. So thank you so much for being with me. Um, and we're moving swiftly on to Obi-Wan Kenobi. All righty. Now this so, one... Obi-Wan Kenobi was confirmed as a TV series. Uh, Ewan McGregor is, repri- is reprising the role um, that he played in the prequels. Um, and it's going to be set um, after the events of Revenge of the Sith, but prior to A New Hope. And Hayden Christensen has um, been confirmed to be returning as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And it's been confirmed that they're going to re-fight, or at least it's been teased. Yes. Now, obviously, we know the outcome to that fight already. Right. <laughs> they, they both get away pretty much unscathed, I think. Um, or do they? I mean, oh. there's many things that we could be doing. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, Obi-Wan could lose a limb. Maybe he's mm-hmm. part mechanical. We don't know. I mean, you know, we haven't seen we haven't seen we haven't seen Obi's feet in a while. I don't remember seeing <laughs> Obi's feet. You remember seeing Obi's feet? I don't remember seeing Obi's feet. I don't remember yet seeing Obi's feet in the in the uh, A New Hope at all. So yeah, maybe. I don't see. I don't think. I don't think he was in sandals. I don't think Gal Guinness was like wandering around like just shorts up, legs up, That's legs the point. out. I don't think we saw Obi Wan's entire bottom half in, no, the, in A New Hope. 
He was always Maybe wearing there's a... some revenge going on. Who knows? Well, and this one's really interesting. And as we get into this one, there's a lot of conjecture for me on this one. Okay. And I'm going to have to take a lot of different little things to kind of build this. And I'm going to start my, my hypothesis from a very simple place. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader doesn't need to be Hayden Christensen if he's just Darth Vader. Okay. Darth Vader was not played by him in the originals. Darth Vader was like a six foot tall dude that just passed away. Uh, rest yeah, in peace. Dave. Poor Dave. Poor Dave. And, uh, and yeah. his voice when he's in the mask is always, uh, um, sorry, just always losing names, but, uh, sorry. Uh, what's his name? Who's that? The voice of Darth Vader. Oh, uh, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Excuse, sorry, I do that with everybody. And I apologize. Me to too. Mr. Don't Jones. worry. Um, <laughs> so James Earl Jones is the voice. All right. So if you're Darth Vader and you're always in suit, you don't need to hire Hayden Christensen to wear the suit and walk around. All right. So that's where I'm going to start with this. Right. Like if you wanted to do Darth Vader, you could do it with anybody in the suit. And James Earl Jones is going to be doing the voice. Or if James Earl Jones isn't able to, they have some really great voice actors who've been able to repeat it. You don't need a Hayden Christensen to fill that out. The only reason you need Hayden Christensen is if you're going to see Hayden Christensen in the show as Anakin. Yes, I okay? agree with you. So that to yeah. me tells me we're going to do some flashing back in this show, that we're going to explore some stuff and we're going to go back and forth in time to a place where Obi and Anakin are hanging out again or we're going to do some forced ghosting, or we're going to talk to each other and we're going to have some conversations. But the only way this works and the only reason to bring Hayden back is if th- that we're actually going to see some sort of version of Hayden out of suit. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think it's pointless just bringing him back and cladding him up in the, uh, in the black leather. I do think yeah. that there is definitely going to be some sequences with him uh, as Anakin. Um and, I, and I'm up for that. I'm really interested in seeing that. I mean, obviously, um, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen obviously had a good working relationship on the prequels. Yeah. Um, if, they're, if they're, you know, getting back together again. So that's good. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm really up for seeing it. I really am. And when it was announced, I was like, do you know what? I even thought that even if we don't get any sequences of him out of the suit, mm-hmm. just the fact that you know that he's in there, to me, is just quite quite a comforting thought. That yeah. The, that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, but doesn't that feel like the like I, I just love losing the like the ultimate fan wank? You never see him, but he's just <laughs> standing in the thing. Like you never hear his real voice. He's just walking around, basically being a body double for himself. That's like yeah, the ultimate you know, fan wank. But remember, you know, I know that I use the fan wank, and sometimes I use it in a positive and negative. But most of the time, I use it in a positive. So yeah, yeah it is fan wank, but it's fan wank that I'm just looking, going, yes. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I like that. Yeah. but it all and it also feels like it, you know if it, and if that does come to be where you never actually see him and he's just in the suit it's also just shows how big D- disney's dick is right that's a big <laughs> dick move right that's big dick energy when you're like i'm yeah. gonna bring somebody back to this thing that wasn't necessarily loved the character of anakin as, as played by uh by hayden wasn't always the most loved version of that character but our dick is so big we're gonna put him in the suit and make him walk around in penance for that yeah also or alternatively it could be that hayden christensen just needs to eat <laughs> it's like listen he's like just give me anything give me anything it's like well um well we can put you in the suit as darth vader's like perfect i'm darth vader yeah. 
I would not be surprised if Hayden Christensen was actually folded in half and played R2-D2 in the, <laughs> the Mandalorian. <laughs> he just wants to be involved, bless yeah. him. Just, yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I do think that there's, I think that you're asking for trouble here as a, uh, from a storyline standpoint. It, you know, it, the impact of the, the, the scene in New Hope you don't like okay. So one of the things um, I'm going to go into a whole different movie um, okay. that was ruined by uh, by alternating the facts of the the original, and that was uh, Spider-Man Three from the original Raimi series, right? So you have mm-hmm. two two both the first two are kind of built on the pre, you know the idea that Tobey Maguire's uncle was killed by this guy, and he you know the first person he confronts is this guy after he realizes great responsibility, you know because. He didn't stop the crime that he could have because he was he was being arrogant, right? And so for those first two um, movies, you know, you have uh, you you know who the the killer was. You saw it happen. You kind of understand where he's coming from. And then the third movie, you change it and go, oh, it was actually this guy, the Sandman, who did it. And it kind of ruins the impact of the other two movies in default, where he actually went after the wrong guy. The wrong guy died. Like it just changes the reality of the sh- the movie to fit a storyline to, to kind of go, Oh no, this guy killed him. Cause this makes for this story. Make this makes this story more interesting, but it lo- yeah. makes things lose. I, I think of that same thing. When I think of this, like if they fight again in the middle and um, it, 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 it worries me that the impact of the scene long-term from a new hope where it feels like this is the first time they're back face to face since Mustafar. Uh, yeah just feels lessened in a way. And I don't want that because that's important. I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is the thing, isn't it? Um, but I suppose in some ways as a fan or as a viewer, you could like skip past watching these series and have the films mm-hmm. as your continuity. But I do understand that um, some things are lessened by them wanting to tell another story on, on a TV show. And yeah. I am worried about that as well. You know, but I, you know, but I, I, I trust some of these people. They've done a good job, and I think that they're really working towards this in the movies. I think that there's other we, you know, I we've I think we talked about uh, the C three PO conundrum of the prequels that didn't need to happen, but that was just like pure like oh, you know, it was it was a mess, and they didn't have to do that, and they could have done it a better way. And I hope they see that. And if they do fight, I I, I hope that they handle it in a way. I just want to make sure that like the original impact of the original movies doesn't get lost in it because. These are things people are going to be in love with and um, and should feel that 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 um, I don't know, the gravitas of that moment in a way. And I want this this new series to build on that, because I think that you and McGregor, I mean, you and you and McGregor is a national treasure and uh, mm-hmm. and and a credit to to, to Scottish people everywhere or uh, yeah. English people everywhere. Oh. And um, I'm so glad that you remembered that he was Scottish then otherwise. There could have been trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could have just started a civil war in the UK. So. <laughs> I've seen my fair share of train, train spotting. It was a real bizarre thing to see Sick Boy, or not Sick Boy, to see Rent Boy um, yeah. in a Jedi garb the first couple times. Um, <laughs> as long as Spud didn't show up in the prequels, yes. we were okay. It screwed that up totally. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, it, it, and I want to see that character, and I think there's a lot that can be done, and I think they have to take him off Tatooine a little bit or make him do something that's interesting and yeah. not just re- – otherwise it's just reminiscent. It's just really, really this creepy old man. I think you can actually bring in a young 
you could bring in a young Luke. I think you can bring in a young Aunt Brew and uh, Uncle Owen because it seems like they know him. It doesn't seem like they're completely like never met. I feel like they they that he's around and like he's doing stuff yeah. around the 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 the. the, the the farm well, and Luke stuff. knows him, doesn't he? Luke yeah, because he's like, oh, that's old Ben. Um, yeah. You know, like they've met before. So it's not like completely uh, out of out of line for him to interact with some of the existing characters on Tatooine. That, but bringing in Darth Vader and having that, uh, like, and knowing that you're building towards a client, like some sort of climactic battle between the two, just as long as it's handled in a way that's respectful for um, the, the necessary impact of it. Because... Another thing about that is Darth Vader wouldn't have been as distracted in A New Hope if, you know, knowing that his kid's on board, if, 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 if uh, uh, Obi-Wan wasn't there. And if that, like, if they've been meeting every two years since, uh, since the end of uh, uh, The Revenge of the Sith, then it, it's a little less impactful because it's just like, hey, it's about that time of the year again where we fake fight and no one gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, they've got it on their diary, on their wall calendar. Oh, right. sorry, love. I can't hang around and drink blue milk with you today. I have to go and have a fight. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back by lunch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I'm Love looking forward it. to this one. This one, I mean, I, you know, I feel like this was originally set to be something that was more based around. Um, I thought uh, originally this would be a lot more um, and include uh, Darth Maul a little bit more, which I thought was, that yeah, was nice. what Solo was getting towards and that this yeah. would be kind of the... Um, the sequel to the solo movie was originally going to be uh, the Obi-Wan movie. Um, but yeah. now that it's a TV series, I'm curious to, I, I really don't have any idea where it's going to go. Make the conjecture that we're making now, but it feels like something where there has to be some sort of like, I don't know. This feels like the, the, this feels like to me, the, the, the star Wars that will have the most flashbacks. Um, and we'll get to, we'll be we're, we're, I feel like if there's a, if there's a version of a star Wars show where we're running across multiple timelines in the same show this will be the one no i completely agree with you yeah and i'm really really looking forward to it uh listeners give us a massive round of applause if you are looking forward to uh obi-wan kenobi just so we can gauge uh how you feel about it if you're looking forward to it give us a clap uh shall we get through these ditties as quickly as possible let's do it uh, let's do it move on to the next show we Excellent. can do the ditties if you want to because then not- jabba's father didn't find out that he was dead for uh oh i forget how long but because he was in prison uh on another <laughs> planet so you know it made it easy for bib to move in and take over before he could yeah. do anything yeah that's it. Story. I love I'd Vader. Love a, a hut in prison. That would be yeah. hilarious. That's or a hut prison in general. Show. Like I would like yeah. to see the yoked hut that's like that hasn't been eating and just been lifting uh hut weights the entire time. Come out <laughs> rips like Doughboy from uh <laughs> Yeah, another show. We could have a, we could have Star Wars mixed with piss, prison break. That's great. I love that. <laughs> right, get ahead All right, I'll do it for you. Starburns audio. To be foul. <laughs> to be, be foul. <laughs> Thank you, Big Bear Radio. That's remember I was talking about Letter Kenny. Um, yeah. Every time anybody to says fair. to be fair, everybody else goes to be fair, you know, in a row. So that you get a, to be fair. <laughs> you say, <laughs> Thank you, you say so that much. a lot in the States then? No, but um, we do say that a lot in the States, and that's part of the but this is a Canadian show. Um and oh, they, I see. it's and every time anybody says to be fair, everybody else has to say it around the room. Until the, it gets back to the original person who says it, who has to say it one more time in a in a voice, and then can say their sentence. To be fair, that is, 
that is a huge phrase that we use in the uh, in the UK. To be fair, to it be wasn't fair. my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Right, next Thank one. You. Here we go. Hey, um, do you guys know anything about anime? I mean, I like that a lot, but you guys know anything about it? Oh, uh, we'll, we'll come on to anime in a little while because there's something I want to talk about uh, regarding anime. So hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll come back to it, definitely. Hey, um, do you guys know anything about anime? Yeah, we uh, yeah, they've already signed for uh, season three. There's going to be a time jump. So we'll be seeing uh, a baby Yoda that's a little bit older. They haven't said how much the time jump is going to be, though. Um, what y'all watching? Yeah, so, well, <laughs> and, well, and I think that, yeah, yeah, there, I don't, I mean, I don't think that we'll see baby Yoda again. Not for a while, personally. Yeah, I think, I, agree. I think baby, because, because I think that, you know, like, again, I think that that's a restart of a story that's already been told all the way through. Otherwise, it has to be something where, like, Luke, like, leaves the baby back at the house and, like, hey, sorry, can't deal. Like, turns him into the penguin, right? Like, I tried, but this baby's yeah. out of control. You got to take this fucker back, right? That's, <laughs> like, with a little note on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I personally don't believe we'll see a baby Yoda again. I, I, I think the time jump, and I know that they've signed a season three. But what I know about Star Wars, what I know about Disney and what I know about how this stuff gets made is they can't give that away. Like we've seen this with different movies all the time. We saw this with uh, Boba Fett, not talking from a story point of view. This has nothing to do with story. This has to do with, you know, keeping secrets and corporate stuff. I think that there, they, there is a season three of The Mandalorian, but it's not going to be the season three of The Mandalorian. I think it's going right. to be I think they're going to call it Mandalorians with an S. And it's going to be, it's going to encompass all those people. And I think it's going to be around the Seizure Mandalore. That's my personal opinion. I could be totally wrong. They could, they could figure out a way to reincorporate it. And maybe Luke just needs a babysitter for the weekend. And it's going to be called, uh, don't tell mom the, um, the, the green Jedis are dead. Um, (laughs) Don't tell mom the the babysitter's on Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. No, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, um, I think in some ways, um, commercially, it'd probably be a bad idea not to bring back Baby Yoda. So he's yeah. so popular and there's pretty much, you know, but the Baby Yoda, like real life, you know, like Furby-like toy, I think was the bestseller at Christmas. Oh, yeah. So I think... I think they'll be missing a trick, but uh, yeah. we'll just have to wait and see, I think. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's 50 years old already, and it's not very big, right? Like, it doesn't matter how much older the Yo- baby Yoda is at this point. It may be able to say a couple words, but it, it took 50 years to get it to where it is. So, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I don't see a yeah. big time jump causing a big change on that. But, I mean, honestly, Vader, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think that uh, – I don't think I'm right either. I think that I just – I think we just have different guesses. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right, let's hit another ditty and let's get through these guys and then we're moving on to the next show, which I'm very excited about. The Mandalorian takes off his helmet and it's John Malkovich. Oh, <laughs> Dylan. Dylan. Dylan, you've got a bit of a hard-on for Malkovich. I'm a bit worried. Malkovich, Malkovich. 911. <laughs> did you did you crawl into a uh, into a hole behind your uh, your half uh, your business and you are you in the are you in somebody else's head right now and they drop you off Absolutely. on the side of the road in New Jersey? I, He's in I, I'll come pick John you up. Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, seeing John Malkovich. Oh. 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 
I ran out of air. <laughs> Good talk, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Nuggets. Well, I'm not being funny, but Darth Vader's got a great deal going on, hasn't he, with uh, with COVID? He'd be perfect. He'd be perfect. He's already he's already set. He's good. He's got yeah. his own breathing apparatus. We're all going to be walking <laughs> yeah. around that way soon. Absolutely. Right, next one. Christensen asked Lucas to make a special Vader suit that would fit him because he wasn't as tall as David Prowse. That's true. I mean, not many yeah. people are as tall as David Prowse. Um, he was huge. He was huge. And he's from Birmingham. He's from Birmingham. So when he was doing the Darth Vader voice to begin with, it, he was going to do the voice. But he sounded like a proper Brummie. Like, I'm from Birmingham. I was just uh, listening to that. They actually, I, um, I was on a site, like, I think that's trending again right now is the, the original voice of uh, Darth Vader. I saw that on a couple sites yeah. today. It would not have fitted. It was literally a bit. It would have been a laugh fest, especially from people from the UK, because Birmingham is just like the funniest accent anyway. <laughs> so it would not have been. Would, okay, I know this is a way far aside, <laughs> but like, you know, our Birmingham. I'm going to call it Birmingham over here. That's the funniest accent in the United States too. That's that deep southern <laughs> accent out of Alabama. So like, would you? Would, would they be on par? Would you, like? Because that's where you know, and it's unfair. And I'm going to say this right now: like, we unfortunately uh, judge everybody by their accents here, and not everybody that has a a Birmingham accent is a is a total yokel. But uh, it's a it's it's a one that we prejudge by. Is that kind of the same with the Birmingham? Well, I think if you were to to uh, think of a person from Birmingham and link them to an animal, it would probably be a sloth because they speak <laughs> okay. very slow. Right. Well, I, I think that would be okay. That makes sense. I think that if you were going to Birmingham, it'd be a sloth with a uh, with a, a schlitz and a beer koozie, and a plaid <laughs> shirt with no sleeves. So yeah, we're there. We're there. We're on the same. We're there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, the Birmingham accent. Basically, the bottom line is the Birmingham accent would not have been acceptable for Darth Vader. No, Just no, so. not at all. So they made a good choice, although poor Dave Prowse didn't realize that he'd been replaced until he watched the opening night. Oh, that's that's gotta suck. Like yeah. that. Like, do you think that they knew that Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice was going to get replaced in that Hercules movie? Do you think he knew that from the beginning, or was he really thinking <laughs> he was acting? Um, I don't. I, I think he was probably very naive about the whole the whole shebang, wasn't he? Really, he was probably. Just yeah, like, yeah, I wonder ooh, if he even knew that he got ooh. voiced over. He just listened to his like. I sound very eloquent. Yeah, um, <laughs> but my English skills are coming along nicely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into this. But one. yeah, absolutely. The truth was was he was a bad person but he cleaned up and he changed and he became a jedi <laughs> yeah I, yeah all right let's see mandalorian was dope i like yes that. yes it was great yes. it really was and was i brilliant. i mean actually the if we had if we were having this conversation about the first season i might actually argue that this show isn't that great um mm-hmm and 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 wasted a lot of time but i i think they really made it up for it in the second season they managed to tie back some things i wasn't expecting to have tie back um that yeah. first season the way it kind of came across uh bought there was a few things that bothered me in it um and they addressed almost all that in the second season and not even in the first two episodes but they eventually did so uh it definitely turned around for me um and I, i'm happy to talk about that too but i want to keep going on to those other other stories yeah, absolutely. They're gonna. They they said um um next December they're gonna have the book of uh, uh Boba Fett. What is there? The book of Ebafet Ebafet Ebafet. Whatever. Forget. Boba Fett. 
Just think of think of boba. <laughs> think of boba think of like a, a boba tea. Boba fat. Boba fat, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now I agree with that lady. What she said. If you're in your kid's life, that's it. I know this because early on, my kid's mom took the baby from me, slapped child support. I don't think that that was for us. I don't think it was. <laughs> unless, no, I don't That's think that was. Unless, unless that was actually Anakin talking about how Padme took the kids and just gave them away. I don't think that was for us. I don't think that was for us, but um, that is happening quite a lot on stereo at the moment. Messages are getting thrown around. I've had it happen to me a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, well, thank you very much for. Yeah, I'm glad that you're uh, excited for that because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Now, um, just just very quickly, um, quite near to me, about one mile away, um, is a place called Colchester. And every year in Colchester, we used to have a science fiction convention and that people used to come. And most years, Dave Prowse would come, Warwick Davis would come, um, Jeremy Bullock, who played the original Boba Fett, would come because they all lived quite local. Mm -hmm. So they were sort of quite many like local celebrities and a friend of mine for some reason this is a really funny story a friend of mine had got it into her head that the guy who played darth vader had died like years ago okay anyway <laughs> she's, she's standing next to the table where uh, dave prowse is signing autographs and she sees a picture of darth vader and she goes oh darth vader so sad isn't it so sad that he passed away i would have loved to have met him and Dave Prowse is like, hello, I'm still here. <laughs> and apparently they had a whole conversation about Dave Prowse saying, I can see how you thought I was dead. I did have a bad accident in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, Dave's yeah. like, hey, I'm still here. Don't worry about me. I still got, I got still a place to go. I just died in the show. I'm fine. Yeah, I died in the show. Yeah, but for some reason, my friend was convinced that Dave Prowse had died many years ago. And apparently, That's so he, funny. That he nearly did. Apparently, in a bad tractor accident. But we'll move, we'll move on from that. <laughs> a tractor accident? Yes. Oh, I mean, they're, where, where Dave Prowse is from, they're all farmers. If he had a family farm. But the next one we're moving on to is um, uh, Ashoka. Sorry, I've got, um, I'm put my teeth in today. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about Ahsoka. I, um, are you looking forward to this? We've already had her uh, introduced, obviously, way back in Star Wars lore. Um, right. This character has been a big, huge part of um, the animated shows. And uh, am I right in saying computer games as well, just to refresh my memory? Um, there, I mean, I think she was in a couple uh, Clone Wars-based video games. Nothing. I don't think there's like an Ashoka game specifically uh but there were clone wars video games and um back in the day okay so um then we have um obviously ahsoka turning up in the mandalorian uh season two um which i thought was great and they obviously hinted massively at um an independent uh series for her because of the whole sort of um admiral thrawn you know mm -hmm. dialogue at the end right. um so so it's one of the two sort of the Mandalorian. It's a live action series. Um, it takes place within the timeline of the Mandalorian, mm -hmm. and it follows this beloved character into the live action Star Wars realm. And no premiere date is or, or showrunner yeah. has been announced yet. So that might have changed. But um, yeah, how are you feeling about it? I'm really excited about this one. So Ashoka has been probably the the the, the breakout star 
of the Star Wars. He's like probably the best kept secret, but like the most popular Star Wars character you've never heard of, if there's such a thing. Um, yeah. Because of yeah. of the Clone Wars and because of the fans, you know, there's a lot of cosplay for Ashoka. She's just a, she's like the she's like the strong female character you've always you keep asking for but don't get in the main, you know, in the um, in the um, in the series. She's amazing. She's a she's a she's a Jedi who's actually walked away from the Order. Um, she's you know because when she saw everything moving the wrong way. And some of the the, the 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 negative parts about the Jedi during the Clone Wars, um, and decided to kind of make her own road for it. She's part of the Rebels stories. Um, she gets you know they have a big explanation. She gets cut, stuck in this kind of mid dimension during um, you know during the Battle of Yavin and the the basically the the uh, the, the four five six series. Mm-hmm. And they have a they have kind of a um, epilogue in the in rebels the very last one that's um set in the future where she comes out and she's talking and um with uh i believe it was with sabine uh who's a mandalorian um about going to find uh ezra who had disappeared at the very end of rebels um they say that that actual scene may have happened after the mandalorian so we don't know where she was in between there because but they did say that 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 part of the timeline may have actually happened later but what we do know Mm -hmm. is that um, she she is on a quest along with some of the Mandalorians that were appeared in that um, the episode four to find find Ezra, who's this last remaining Jedi who went and basically sent uh, Admiral Thrawn into the far reaches of the galaxy uh, with his uh, with a uh, with a light speed jump, and so nobody, so they're looking for him at the same time, and that's what I think this show will be about. The reason that they're looking for Thrawn is actually because they're looking for this other Jedi. So I'm super stoked about this show. I thought it was really well done. I think Rosario Dawson's awesome. It's always hard to take a cartoon Jedi um, that was a cartoon Jedi first and then bring them into real, um, basically, uh, live action because nobody can flip them, spin, and fight like a cartoon can. They're fucking incredible because they're cartoons and their bodies do whatever cartoons say they can. But as soon as, you know, live action people can't quite do all that stuff. So I've I've seen some complaints about, you know, the length of her... uh, you know, her, the, 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 the growth off her head and all that stuff, not being quite the same as it was in there, but like that shit's heavy. And also, um, not a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. I mean, looking at her wearing all that stuff, you know, obviously long filming days, they've got to make sure that they're making her feel as comfortable and able to do her, you know, her performance justice. So I, I see those niggles and I can see from a continuity point of view it's a bit like i wish i wish but we're just being fans it's all yeah. fan wank <laughs> oh, it is. no it is and i'm i'm honestly really excited for this show i'm glad rosario dawson's doing it i think she'll do a great job she's the right age for what ashoka should be based on the timeline she's not young anymore she was a kid during uh you know a young padawan during the clone war she should be about in her 40s now which is where uh where she is so i'm really excited about this one i like the character I think the way they played it in the originals was good. I'm glad she's got her two white lightsabers, um, which is something that nobody else has, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and Dave Filoni again. He this is his baby, and uh, yeah. I'm really glad that he can bring this to life as a as a, a live action person. And I mean, my hope is that Ashoka gets a, you know, becomes a part of the movie stuff because I think that's the real jump over for some of the characters. She's you know just like Boba gets a gets a TV show. Ashoka she should get a, a a movie. Yeah, no, I completely agree. 
Yeah, I'm really stoked for that, especially when she mentions uh, Granite Admiral Thrawn at the end. I was just like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. This is absolutely uh, what I wanted uh, watching The Mandalorian as a fan. It's perfect. Right. Mm. Lovely. Give a round of applause, guys, if you are looking forward to uh, the Ashoka um, TV series. If that's something you want to see, uh, give us a clap just so that we know that you're excited. Or, you know, if you're not excited, don't clap. It's up to you. Boring. Um, so... <laughs> Next is, and this one's a little bit weird. Okay, Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. Okay, this is the second live-action Mandalorian spin-off to be announced. Um, and it's um, set within the timeline of the Mandalorian. And we don't know really much about it, except the story will like, revolve around the, like, the Sector Rangers that we saw mm-hmm. in the Mandalorian. Uh, they're sort of like an intergalactic police force, aren't they? Like yeah. that was established well, by the Galactic Republic. I don't. Do this, is, this, is, this is this is what I call this is the, this is who I was referring to earlier as the Republic Highway Patrol. This is chips to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I, I'm just really scared that it is going to be like cops. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and, and this one. Go ahead. Shot on handheld camera. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one, honestly, I'm the most afraid of. Um, yeah. I think this one to me is the one I'm least interested in right now. Um, mm. I'm not sure about this one um, because there isn't a lot of information around it. I'm sure they're going to make it great. I'm sure these Rangers are going to be great, but I haven't seen anything that tells me that they are yet. Like those scenes are fine because they're just sitting in there and they're flying around, but they're not really doing anything. Um, they're just they're like they just feel like the, they feel like the yeah the 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 popo of 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 space just not letting people fly around and do their thing i'm i'm not sure i just think we're going to get loads of scenes of like the rangers just chilling out at cantinas eating donuts just, <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you this i think that there's a ranger show that's good i'm really worried about gina carano okay um, being a part of this, this Cardoon um, character, I've never felt really connected to the Cardoon character, partially because I think Gina's a very strong, scary, intimidating fighter, but not a great actor. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't believe her when she says anything. And her, po- you know, her politics aside, I just don't think she's a great, strong actor. And I don't want to see a, a show built around her character because I don't believe anything she has to say. That's fair. I mean, I didn't know much about her as a, as a person until, uh, you know, a lot of things came up on various websites like Coming Soon and mm-hmm. uh, Den of Geek, etc. So obviously that does leave a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. But I, I also agree with you. Um, it is more, ah, I hate to say that it's there for the lads, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It's I know what you're there. there. For the lads. Yep, it's there for um, the lads. She's there for the lads. Um, but no, I agree with you. What I would like to see is maybe the series not focus on her too much. Maybe her be, you know, like the person who coordinates, but then we we follow other characters yeah. throughout the show. Yeah. I, 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 I feel that. Yeah. It, it, she just, she, it, it, she's just one of those ones. I do feel like, Here's what I feel like, and and this is, you know, as we go back in this one, sorry for hitting my microphone, by the way, everybody, if that woke anybody up. Um, (laughs) But what I think is happening, and this is where I kind of 
give the Mandalorian and the series a little more credit with all these kind of backdoor pilots. I feel like season two was just backdoor pilot season. Um, yeah. But I think that um, I think that this is this was a way again because I think Mandalorian this show is kind of coming to an end. This is a place where we can put Cardoon potentially. This is a place where we can put um, oh, what's the name of his character? Bill Burr's character. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that you can have a couple of these space things. So you can create this like dirty dozen a team uh, Hogan's heroes type uh, show um, of like these, you know, these, these, this ragtag group of uh, mercenaries or Rangers that have different skills. Um, but I do think Bill, this is, a, this is Bill. I think that they're going to announce the Bill Burr is going to be a series regular. I think that, you know, they're going to offer card Dune. Um, I think that that's all part of this, this play, you know, uh, to uh, to kind of appeal to that, and so there 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 could be something good to this, but you need we need more. I think we need some charismatic people to really pull this together in the right way. Um, sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, Car- Carl Weathers could be that person, either as the director or the showrunner, because he did. People really loved that episode that he did. I to yeah. me that one was okay. It wasn't the best, but I do understand why people love that one. And his character mm-hmm. could be in there. He's got a little bit of that. Um, not who like uh who is the leader of the a team um um oh yeah the guy hannibal Scar. hannibal, the, hannibal, hannibal. Yeah. you know he kind of has that like strong like fun kind of like way but we need that we need that person and then then i think we have a show here and that's that's again that's my impression of what the rangers are supposed to be but uh that's where i think they're getting to yeah i mean like from what you described, that has got me a little bit more confident about it. Um, again, I wouldn't want to see, um, or, or do I? I'm not entirely sure if I want to see a Star Wars crossover with Brooklyn Nine Nine. I mean, it could be quite fun. <laughs> <Dun, dun, dun, dun. laughs> that could be fun. I'm not going to lie to you. But yeah, um, dun, yeah, dun, 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 dun. oh wait, sorry, that's that's how I <laughs> yeah. If you, if any, I will literally pay anybody to combine Brooklyn Nine Nine and the Star Wars theme to make it sound like yeah, a make, it, ma- make that mashup. Make that mashup. You could uh, because it I starts with say... honestly, it starts with horns. Um, you could yeah. do it. It's very easily done. <laughs> we're we're going to get inundated now with uh, loads of musicians coming up with uh, someone. Someone's got an orchestra together in the last twenty minutes. I bet you. <laughs> um, so, um, like you said, I'll just say about this one, uh, for me, it's a bit take it or leave it. Do you know what I mean? If they announced tomorrow that they were cancelling uh, Rangers of the New Republic for whatever reason, they weren't going to press ahead with it. I'd be like, meh, okay, Obi-Wan Kenobi's still going though, please. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm with you on that. And I also don't understand, like, I guess this is the one that's interesting too, because we don't really don't know much about the New Republic. It could be interesting, um, you know, yeah. but we see how well political intrigue goes with the Star Wars already you know considering you know trade disputes and all that stuff who knows um sure oh god do you know what i'm sick and tired of trade disputes living in the uk <laughs> during brexit i really don't want any of that <laughs> too close I've to home post-traumatic stress from the brexit deal we don't need that here <laughs> Keep it away from us. no more trade deals okay? no more trade deals <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so Keith, I can go on and do some more questions and stuff, but if this is a point where you want to start finding somebody um, who wants to take over, I might need to jump pretty soon. Well, we've got, uh, we've got. I'm gonna skip. Well, I was gonna do very quickly about the Bad Batch, uh, okay. which is a spinoff. Yeah, let's let's Wars. go through the last two. I can go through the last two. Yeah, um, and then we. Yeah, absolutely. So there's two that I just really want to talk about, and one that we can just do like a little throwaway thing at the end, mm-hmm. if that's okay. 
Yep. Excellent. So, uh, Bad Batch is a continuation of the animated series Clone Wars. Um, uh, Dave Fellini again returns to shepherd this new show, and it follows an elite. Um, elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch that were first introduced in the Clone Wars and the story takes place after the Clone Wars and finds these characters struggling to adjust to a changing world interesting so did you watch did you watch this uh, this arc on uh, the Clone Wars yes yes I watched all of the Clone Wars so these guys weren't introduced until the very last season the Disney season of the Clone Wars they're basically in three episodes. They're interesting characters for clones because they definitely are the clones that like have their own personalities. This is this is when we start talking about the A team is literally the A team, right? Like, yeah, quite literally a a uh, a group of 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 clones that don't really fit in with everybody else that nobody really likes that that can get the job when nobody else can get the job done. Um, yeah, sure. You know, and so I'm interested to see this to a point. I I, I think that. You know, I give um, I always will give Filoni the opportunity to make something work. Um, this is one I'm not super interested in because I didn't connect to these characters too much. I was just pissed that they wasted. I mean, if they hadn't put this in right when I'm, I'm supposed to be expecting like the actual tie in between Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. And like I'm expecting us to like actually get into the Ashoka stuff and actually see like the alternate what's going on behind the scenes during um the uh the the empire and also the siege of mandalore i would have been more interested in this but it felt like it was taking up time from something i was really interested in so i might need to go yeah. back and rewatch to like not be as mad at it but this is one where i'm like i kind of know what this is like we've seen this in rebels rebels has clones that have had to like live regular life and come back to it so i'm not sure what sure. they're going to explore here um but i'm hopeful and i'll give it credit i'll give it a chance yeah, I'm the only thing I'm worried about this is they're going to be stomping over old ground again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yep. that um, what's going to be key to this is good characterization again, bringing in good characters, maybe linking it to other events. But I just, uh, the only thing I'm thinking about this is that they're just going to be t- telling pretty much the same story that we've seen already. But I'm sure that that's not going to happen. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yep. Moving very, very swiftly on to now the Acolyte, if I'm saying it correctly. Yep. The Acolyte. So, yep. Uh, the Acolyte, yep. Um, confirmed the uh, Russian doll uh, creator show writer uh, Leslie Headland has been hired to write direct and show run this series and it's going to take place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline uh, so this, the series has been described as a mystery thriller and will be led by a female character and it's set in the final days of the High Republic era and the story takes viewers to a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers I mean, I'm interested in this one. I'm I, I'm curious mm. if this is, uh, you know, to me it feels like this is the uh, the Breaking Bad or Ozark version of Star Wars, where we have this character that may not be bad but have some bad tendencies turn bad. Like I feel like that's this this is what this one is, um, based yeah. off based only off the name and the little things that we know and understanding how stories like this have to kind of be told, um, but. I mean, Russian Doll was one of my favorites the the year it came out, yep. and to have you know to have this kind of talk about like dark side powers and and you know we've all we know that there's always been Sith out there, there's always two, and to kind of see this kind of go during the High Republic area, this could be a lot of fun. I'm I, I cautiously this is the one I'm most excited for because I love the fan stuff and I'm excited about it, but all and, and this is kind of how it works like. 
for instance, Better Call Saul was either going to be a great show or I was going to hate it. And it, it was either going to add to it or not, but I wasn't, you know, and I was pleasantly surprised by Better Call Saul as an example of a prequel that really did something for me. I feel like mm-hmm. the same way with like uh, Obi-Wan and stuff. They can they can improve the stuff, but more than likely they're going to ruin something for me. So I'm a little bit tentative about this. This can't ruin anything. It can only either be stand on its own and good, be good or be passive yeah. like, or disappear into my, into the world. So this is the one I think that has the most chance for me to really surprise me and be something great. Absolutely. And like the an acolyte means, you know, like an assistant or a follower. So it probably would tie in very nicely with maybe a Sith storyline having, like you said, there's two. So maybe that could be something that they play upon. Um, I'm really interested. Where would you like to see the acolyte go in the Star Wars universe? Not not plot wise, but as in the geography of Star Wars. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to this existing in its own kind of, you know, galaxy, like where we don't see a lot of stuff. I would love to explore more of the Jedi and, and Sith homeworlds a little bit um, and, <laughs> and see that side of the world. Um, I wouldn't mind something that happens a lot more, you know, like I said, more temple side. I'd like to learn about the lore. I'd like to learn about the Sith in a way that makes them make sense a little bit more. Or at least I would like to learn about um, the, the, you know, I've seen a lot of it in the, obviously we've seen a lot of it in the Clone Wars. But I'd like to see this explore, explore some of that, you know, some of these places and with some of these characters that kind of sit on that other side and really kind of build that lore out in a way that actually makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, if you're not an avid reader of the expanded universe or legends or like the, you know, the numerous dozens and dozens of uh, novels, Mm -hmm. then, you, you know, this could be your first sort of exposure to these story ideas that are yeah. not gone into in much detail in TV right. show or the TVs. Or right. The and, I, and, and, so. and that's exactly what I'm saying too. Like these things could exist in those plots and, but they could be changed once we get into, you know, the, how the canon wants to make them run. Um, but I would like to see how they yeah. compare. Cause you're right. The, 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 the stuff that's been done in the expanded universe and the legends, like it's pretty clear what goes on. I just would love for them to mm-hmm. actually make some of that canon again. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Right. Thank you so much, Jason. I promise you we're going to be done in the next sort of five, ten minutes. I'm going to do the last one and then we'll go through the messages. Um, Like you said, uh, guys, I won't be um, skipping on with anybody else because if um, you must know by now that I'm British and we are very far ahead of you in time. So it's coming up to uh, it's half eleven coming up soon to midnight. So I won't be taking another caller, but I'm very we're going to finish this in the next ten minutes. Is that all right with you, Jason? Yeah, that's totally fine. Let's do it. Excellent. So the last one is Lando that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So Lando, um, yeah, it's in the early stages development. So it's going to be a limited series about Lando Carizian. Um, there's no mention at the moment made that um, Donald Glover could be returning to the series. Um, so who, he obviously played Lando in Solo, a Star Wars um, story. Uh, so it's unclear whether the role w- will be recast. What do you think about them doing a Lando series? Are you bothered? Um, well, I'll, I'm going to, I gotta, this one, I'm going to take a little bit of a, a, a step back on Justin Simeon. Who's going to be the showrunner is actually mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine. Um, he actually does a podcast okay. on Starburns audio called don't at me. Um, very, okay. very wonderful man. Uh, so smart, so cool. Um, and I think that if it was anybody other than Justin, I wouldn't trust it. Um, and I also think Donald's going to join. I, I can't see a, I can't see this actually going forward without uh, uh, Donald. 
You heard it here first. Exclusive, exclusive. Quick, <laughs> all the papers. Um, no, I agree. I think that they would be silly to go ahead and recast it, seeing that we have a really strong Lando already in um, Donald Glover. And I, and I really enjoyed his performance, actually, in in Solo. So I think that um, if it was anybody else, I would probably pass on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested to see what they do with his story. And I'm just going to add this in here, guys. Um, it's hinted at in uh, Solo that Lando Carizian could be uh, a bisexual character. Yep. So I'm thinking maybe um, we could maybe go down that route, maybe yep. see a same sex couple played out with more of a plot uh, in uh, the Star Wars universe. Personally, for it, me, I think that would be a really nice. Fingers thing crossed. See. And, you know, Justin is the right person to bring that to the, the screen, I believe. I also think this could be a um, could, you know, be more of a comedy. Um, yeah. You know, considering, you know, it could be, you know, like it could be like an Atlanta comedy if you go Donald Glover, but or Justin Simeon with uh Dear white people or bad hair, which are, you know, have a lot of comedy to it, but also, you know, some underlying messaging, but they're all, they're very funny. They all have a great timing. I don't think, I think that this one could be the funniest Star Wars show ever, um, intentionally, yeah. um, which I'm really excited about. And uh, yeah, I think that there's just so much that can be explored here in a, in a fun and interesting way um, that I, I am looking forward to this one a lot. I, I think this is their least baked one, which is why they haven't announced anything yet. But I don't think they would announce something yeah. at all about Lando Calrissian if they weren't pretty sure uh, that uh, Donald was was coming back. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Um, I'm definitely going to be looking out for this one. Right, guys, we're going to get through your messages very, very quickly. Um, and then if there's any comments that we can make on those. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show today, please do clap. I will announce very, very quickly uh, if I can scoot through to my um schedule that we are back we are coming back with another star wars chat in on the 12th of january at the same time uh, to talk about the expanded universe so if you enjoyed our chats today uh please do join us for that you can see that on our schedules right okay here we go message hello hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> starburns i know you got you got real connections keith i know you've got your uh, network of chimney sweeps spying on hollywood um (laughs) let me ask both of you have you heard of any of the guys that made like the old republic video games or any of the video games the star wars video games being involved with this process or any of these new shows that they're coming up with because i've always felt that those cutscene youtube uh movies that compilations that people come out that come out with play better than the last six movies that have come out um i would love to see those guys involved in it um but do you know if are there any of those old video game developers um inputting on any of the movies what do you think jason so no they're they're not really but the thing about a lot of those things and this has evolved so back in the old game those old games a guy named hayden blackman uh was the keeper of the lore back in the lucas arts days right pre feloni hayden blackman kind of controlled that stuff so he had a lot of say in where the stories went and all that stuff so he played a big role in controlling keeping the continuity together and now feloni is and so any of that stuff still exists. There's big books. They, they know how to keep all that stuff together. But I don't necessarily think the video game people are going to be a part of it because it's really the story artists that are the, the writers. And, and, uh, and Lucas took a big 
LucasArts and and now um, the new version of LucasArts takes a big uh, hand in that stuff. So all that stuff's been considered. Um, but uh, I think you're right. There are a lot of those old uh, cutscenes that are incredibly uh, powerful, especially when you consider that these are just parts of a story that are making you want to play a video game and push you further along uh, an RPG. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much. Here we go. What about Lord of Rings, lads? Why does no one care about Lord of Rings? Fucking guy. <laughs> it's interesting that you brought up the cartoonish aspect of movement because apparently uh, the uh, costume exaggerates physical movement. So the actor has to be careful what they do, what Pedro does. It's like amplified. That's, that's true. I mean, it, it, it's true. And we, we know this from all the Batmans, right? Like Batman, every, every version of the Batsuit yeah. makes the person a little more mobile. Like that's the whole thing. Like you look at, uh, you look at Michael Keaton, barely able to move his face and like a big, one big kick is all I can do. Um, and then they even make that a part of the, the, the dark Knight. is like, Hey, I can move, but now I get stabbed. Right. Like it is part of this whole process is establishing these costumes that are actually mobile. Yeah. Right. I mean, for me growing up, it was the, um, the design of star Wars that really stuck with me, not just the design of like the sets and the costumes, but the sound design, mm -hmm. um, you know, the colors. I mean, the whole thing to me, like I, I can hear a star Wars, like sound from a mile off and know exactly what sequence that that is in you know what's making the noise you know it's the the whole package of production design for the original star wars films which is obviously continued through into the subsequent sweet sequels and tv shows i think it's just amazing 100 percent, 100 percent. love right. it right here we go guys i'm pressing a button my favorite touch that they did with ahsoka was that they gave her a real daito shaved um samurai swords katanas or whatever those are that's a it's a, spe a specific style worn by court royals and she has the two different sizes she has the katana being the long one and the wakizashi being the slightly shorter one i thought that was an awesome touch and the samurai influence of a lone wolf and cub i don't know how many people really know about that but that was a great little story to choose for a star wars homage yeah speaking of speaking of manga you know if you haven't had a chance to check out lone wolf and cub um great great story yeah thank you so much uh mixel pixel keep up the good work just want to leave a comment for you keep up the good work oh, thanks thank for the mandalorian, mandalorian talking about the mandalorian absolutely we've been talking about you Is your, have your ears been burning <laughs> Hello, I am just snooping around. Oh, cool! We're here. Thanks for coming. I would love to explore more of the um, John Boyega and co-pilot uh, erotic fiction in the Star Wars universe. Oh. I think that would uh, that would definitely make my day because you know they set us <laughs> up and they let us down. All they yeah. had to do was let them kiss. That's all they had to do. Yeah. But no, they have Ray in there and her bull crap. It should have just been Finn and uh, Yum Yum. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> I'm not Poe. Oscar is Isaac po, is Yum Yum, I'm assuming. Uh, Poe Dameron as Yum Yum. yum, yum. Um, I couldn't yum agree more. Um, I don't think we'll get to see that. I don't think John's coming back anytime soon. He was pretty 
frustrated with the process as it was. That's not to say that never say never. Everybody comes back. Natalie Portman's coming back to Thor. Um, John, they might find a good, uh, they might find a good series to get John and, and, and Poe back. Um, but, uh, you know, that erotic fan fiction, I think, might end up staying fan fiction, unfortunately, because uh, <laughs> Star Wars is just a bunch of, bunch of chickens, bunch of womp rats Absolutely. out there. Never say never. I mean, I never thought I'd see Christopher Eccleston back as the Doctor, but That's he's right. back, baby, next he's year. He's back, baby. He's back, baby. So, yeah, um, never give up hope, but I was also rooting for Finn and Poe to become a thing because it was all set up, but yeah. Disney chickened out. You're yeah. right, they did. Boom. You know, I watched the first uh, the first um, Star Wars movie in 78, I think it was. I never could get it in Star Wars. Now, Star Trek is a whole different story. I'm more of a Star Trek guy. I can get into that. <laughs> um yeah, I can get into that Star Trek, but uh, Star Wars, no, I don't know, Star Wars movies, they seem long and dragged out and boring, and uh, Star Trek, they got more action going on, and and, and I like the characters better, and uh, things like that, and more um, scientific than, um, than uh, Star Wars, um, you know? More technology uh, seems stuff like that. See, you know, I think that that's the general consensus of people who compare the two as one's a little more scientificy. But I just like to remind you, the very first Star Trek was like just random gods who can make random shit appear for no reason outside of magic. Um, so it's like yeah. completely <laughs> void of stuff. Um, you know, from yeah. the beginning Look of the, the series, there's always episode. a mystical side of it. Yeah, the first episode of um, the Next Generation is is like someone took some magic mushrooms and wrote a script you're like what is going on <laughs> yeah but there definitely is more scientific words and they definitely there are is definitely more of a uh an ethos of exploration in a different way because yeah. that's the that, that one's a space opera and one is a you know an exploration film um and and it's yeah. they're definitely different different things and i i get it um some no, people I are struggle. star treks and I some people are beatles and some people are elvis people it's just the way it works ask quentin tarantino yeah um or, you know, I struggle with Star Trek only because it is technical uh, scientific jargon, like blah, 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 blah. They'll say something and then the other person will go, yeah, I completely agree with you. Whereas yeah. uh, that is where my, you know, I know I'm British, guys, and I keep harping on about Doctor Who, but the doctor will say something, blah, 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 scientific. And then you have like an assistant to go uh, in English, please. Or right. please tell me so the audience can understand. So I always found Star Trek a little bit too, um, too science-y for me. Got I'm going to be honest, but I do like it though. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I've seen every freaking episode, but I still don't understand most of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Last two ditties guys. And then it was the end of the show. Um, now it's funny. Um, what's your name? Keith Andrew British. Yeah. Now isn't, um, Patrick Stewart from there. I never get it, but he plays a French captain on, uh, Star Trek, the next generation. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a, a British accent, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> I just don't get how they have him playing a French, a captain from France, Captain Picard. Yeah, you're right. I think he's. I think he is like. I don't know where he's from. He's very like this, isn't he? Number one. You know <laughs> yes. I mean? He could be British. 
I think he's actually from Shakespearean times. In, yeah, he, uh, in he actually comes from, <laughs> he just was born out the Thames um, and he just came to life. Yeah. <laughs> he emerged blinking from the Globe Theatre. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think even he knows where he's from. But uh, thank you, Elliot, so much for your messages. Um, I, I really enjoyed them. Thank you. You told me Hello. The Mandalorian sucked. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. Everyone's that's entitled fine. to their opinion. Damn right. Absolutely. Um, listen, Jason, I, I, I say it all the time, but speaking to you is an absolute joy. I feel very blessed to have met someone who has an equal, a equal amount of passion for um, Star Wars and other things as well as I do. So I, I cannot thank you enough for um, giving me your time today. Me too, brother. I had a blast. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. And I can't wait till next week. I mean, we're not doing another one of these for a little while, but you want to talk a little uh, Twin Peaks. We're going to be back next week talking about Twin Peaks. We are going into the Black Lodge um, and we're going to be talking about Twin Peaks. If you want to have a look on our schedules, guys, if that interests you, um, the episode will be called The Owls Are Not What They Seem. Exciting. Oh, they never Excellent. are. All right, brother. They well, I had a great time with you today. Owls. I can't wait till our next one. I'll see you out there on these on yes. these streets, as they say now. I'll see you on the streets, my friend. Have a All great right, night, and you too. Uh, thanks again. You're very welcome. Thank Take you. Care. You too. Bye bye. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Things I Love Most podcast. Don't forget to get involved on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And if you want to listen to us live, please head over to the Stereo app where we do daily podcasts. Thank you so much and hope to see you here next time on the Things I Love Most podcast.